everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Electrical Leftovers. My name's Jason. Hi. Welcome to the show. Uh, how was your week? Hope it was fine and dandy, because uh, everybody should have a fine and dandy week once in a while. And this might be your turn. Anyway, uh, what do we got? What's up? What's going down uh, over at the website since last we spoke? We have some Wario Land 4 from Coolio, some Snatcher and Dragon Quest 6 from me. We have some Wolfenstein the Old Blood Guard, Guard? God of War 3, and Warriors Legend of Troy from Scarlet, and some Franbo from Jade. How about that? Franbo. I hear the kids like the Franbo. I don't know anything about the Franbo, so I don't know if they like it or not. Um, we have Gamera vs. Zegra in the forums, and we have a new section of underappreciated video game soundtracks that you might want to check out. And feel free to add anything that you think might be missing. And it looks like Scarlet put up a poll wanting to know if I should do Bat and Kytos Origins at the beginning of the year. I will do it eventually, if not then. I mean, if the poll says to do it, I'll do it, but I've got other stuff I'd rather do first. <clears throat> anyway, that's it for the intro. Let's get on with the show.
In Jet Moto, you'll straddle a vehicle that's a cross between a hovercraft and a motorcycle and race through some unique water-based environments. Once you choose the right vehicle, use the practice to mode to learn the controls and the layout of each track. When you're ready for some competition, run a single race or a custom circuit. For the ultimate in competition, try to win the championship in a full session of racing. Bring the future of racing home with Jet Moto. Is indeed Jet Moto. It's for the PlayStation. It was made by Single Track and published by the Sony uh, CEA, Sony Corporation Entertainment America, Sony Computer Entertainment America. That's what it is. 1996, I believe this was a PlayStation launch title. If it wasn't, it was pretty darn close. We got this with our first PlayStation. And, you know, for racing games, it's not terrible. But it's not great either. I mean, really, it's kind of bland. The music's kind of bland. and Product placement is really bland. I remember it being better than it was when I did this for the uh, monthly for 2017. And, um... Go play Wave Race instead.
Well, let's see. What do we got here, reviews? Doop, doop, do. One half. One half. Oh, there's a five. We might read that one just because it's different. Um, any names? Do we see any names? Dave 008 Bond. Bleep, blip, boom. I believe that's one we may have heard of before. The Ass Punch. We'll ignore that one. Um, there, we'll do these two. We'll start with this one because it's longer. Even the sharks wouldn't touch this horrid game. A Jaws review by Doki Doki Love. First of all, bear with me. I know this is LJN, and I shouldn't expect a good game from them, but it's important to tell everyone why these games are poorly made. If I don't, who else would? Let's get to the game. First of all, um, most of the reviews either have it at two and a half or less, so if not you, at least a dozen other people. When you start up the game, you see a fairly decent title screen reminiscent of the Jaws poster in ways. That's the only redeeming quality about this game. There's also the title music, also from Jaws. LJN did this much right with this game, so how can it all go wrong? Oh yes, it can and did go wrong. First of all, the game looks pretty poorly drawn after the title. It uses a simple palette, but the world map ends up looking like a bunch of toys in a bathtub. Is that shallow water near the lands? It looks like bath bubbles or something. The two encounter maps are nothing special either. Depends on if you're near the bath bubbles or not. They both look hard and they really could have tried making different looking shores relative to your position. Also, Jaws looks like he's got a great smile on his face as if he's saying, I'm going to be in one of the best games ever. Sorry, Jaws. This is not the game, I'm afraid. Of course, there's your guy who is so small he's barely noticeable. I'm guessing they did this to make Jaws seem big and you so small, but you're just way too small. The manta rays are some of the ugliest looking manta rays I've ever seen. What were they thinking? The jellyfish are okay, but at times I looked at them and said to myself, they look too much like scaled down metroids. Uh, the music in the other parts of the game are downright bad. They're just like looping back to the future, only this time there's more than one song, thankfully. You'll be disappointed to know that anytime you see Jaws on the world map, the Jaws theme does not play. Now, this was, would have been a great addition and made the game more fun to know. Oh no, the giant shark is coming! But instead, you have to rely on buying a tracker, which makes a beep every time you come near him. Slackers. Yeah, that, that was not hard to program, I'm sure. The game acts like an adventure pseudo-RPG. You have a world map, and you go around it, having some random encounters. Anytime you encounter an enemy, it will say, You hit something, and take you to the battle screen. This is so easy, it's pathetic. The manta rays, they're not manta rays, buddy, uh, only go one direction, so all you have to do is swim in front of them and blast away with your spear gun. The jellyfish are also easy and pose no real threat, except if you're at the bottom of the screen, then they can kill you instantly. That was me adding that, not him. They always swim upwards, but later learn how to move diagonally. Jaws himself is an idiot in this game. He always swims towards you relative to your position. Somehow you're a better swimmer than him, and you can easily avoid him the following way. Stay in the middle of the water, move down or up, and go the opposite direction of Jaws, get behind him, and spam your gun. So why are you killing manta rays? They're not manta rays. And jellyfish metroids? They're not metroids. To collect shells, which are currency in this game. I'm guessing that shells are the same as money. Uh, well, you did just say they were currency. So technically, with my shell collection, I'm a rich man. 
These shells, you would have a shell collection. Doki Doki love. These shells get you the tracker and more power levels, making Jaws easier than ever. There are two docks on the world map, and each time you use one dock, you have to go to the other dock. You think with everything I said, it'd be easy. And it is. Ridiculously easy, too. An extra power-up in the map is a mini-sub that allows you to move faster, but does not necessarily affect your power. After either, because he spelled it wrong, few encounters, you're treated to a bonus stage where a plane flies by and you drop bombs on the jellyfish metroids. They're jellyfish. Stop getting things wrong on purpose. For every certain amount of the little buggers you kill, you get shells. Death is not something to take lightly. If you get hit, you lose a power level as well as half of your shells. So, you have all the levels, let's go kill the shark. It's easier said than done. I thought the scheme was super easy, because truth be told, he can be beaten so stupidly quick at this point. If you somehow mess up trying to kill him, i.e. you took too long in an encounter, he will slowly regain his power until you fight him next. Using the strategy as laid out, we drain Jaws' power to nothing. Now comes a fine example of expected poor programming from LJN. After you've drained his power, you finally have to kill the punk shark. How? With your boat! That's right, you have to kill him with your boat. Jaws will swim your way, and you need to watch where he goes so you can line up your shot. In order to call Jaws out, you need to release a strobe to bring him up and make him spin so you can ram him. Now, this sounds simple at this point, but the collisions and such in this are terrible. You have no idea if he's in range of being a sea kill, even though it looks like it. You have to hit him with when his white belly is exposed, but you will most likely miss because he's not in range with the boat despite looking like he is. So, after you kill Jaws, what happens? He's dead, you fly off into the sunset, and the words, the end, pop up in the corner. The game gives you no satisfaction and no ending that makes you feel like you did the impossible. It makes you feel like you wasted your time for nothing. But what happens if you use all three strobes to call the shark up, but don't fail to kill him? Do you get an alternate ending like you did in Back to the Future? Nope. Instead, Jaws gets all his power back and you gotta spear gun him all over again. You may think that this is a great game just because it bears the names Jaws, but this is based on Jaws the Revenge, the worst sequel ever. You can beat this game in 20 minutes. I kid you not, it's that easy. If you thought you would play through this game expecting something big, sorry, you got screwed over in a sales pitch. I tried feeding this to the sharks, but they spit it right out and said, This game is not appetizing. So zero out of four sharks recommend Jaws. Me? Stay away from this game at all costs. Even if you have to have every single Nintendo game in your collection to try and consider yourself Lord of all NES, you can skip this one. Because if you do, you'll be taken seriously. Long story short, for the last paragraph, do not play this game. Avoid it at all costs. Reviewer's rating, 0.5. Well, while the review, uh, generally well-written, with just a couple of silly details, and I cannot say I particularly agree with it, Jaws is not a great game. It is not a great game. It is not a terrible game either, though. I mean, it has some pretty good music. The graphics for 1987, pretty good. Um, the controls are good. I mean, he complains about there not being any real story at the end, but there's not really any story at the beginning either, so you're not presented with much. And the boat thing is hard to pull off, because it just is. You're trying to ram a shark with a boat. That shouldn't be easy. Moving on. This game will tear you up. Literally. A Jaws review by Keely Zeibel. The good old days of NES. Well, this is probably somebody who's not old enough to have owned one. 
because they always start like that. Where else could you find a game so badass as to be made from a movie such as Jaws? I know many of you are just saying, Oh, the movie sucked ass, so the game will too. Uh, Who says Jaws is a bad movie? This is me talking. The older generations will understand me in saying this game ruled. We would sit back being the preteens that we were and would fire up our NES for some Jaws action. The game never failed me, nor did it many other children everywhere. The game summed it up early of what was to be known as gaming perfection. This game, for me, started it all. When I got tired of messing around with crap like Mario and Duck Hunt, this game came in and kicked its ass. This guy likes the word ass. The gameplay of this game was some of the best ever. Riding around on a ship until I have to go underwater and blast things with my harpoon gun to collect shells made my little head spin. At the same time, it brought me great joy knowing I was kicking some jellyfish ass. Now, at first you would think this game was easy. Those jellyfish were slow, and stingrays obviously failed. Catching the harpoon in your teeth 101. Tell you something, one thing that's already better than this this about this review than the other one, he's getting the enemy names right. Just when you got cocky thinking I have this badass radar now, Jaws' ass is mine. Things get difficult. Before you know it, you have Jaws stalking your ass and jellyfish are now going faster and in all different directions. Your Scuba Steve ass is in a panic and you have like 20 different things flying at you. That's when Scuba Steve gets pissed and it's time to break out some super harpooning in the face to the extreme. Told you he liked the word ass. Jaws was the video gamer's heroine. You just couldn't get enough of this game. You would play it over and over, just waiting for the chance to stab Jaws's gigantic self one more time. You would remember that little Jaws tune that the game always had, and it was time to get busy. It certainly was great to be alive. The endless hours you will spend replaying this game will be worth it when you see Jaws fall and throw that controller at your younger sibling in your victory celebration. This game gives you that much pleasure. And then some. Now, before you become skeptical about playing game based off a movie, God knows 99.9 of them suck, i.e. Batman games. Excuse me, sir. Time out. The first Batman game did not suck. Just give this one a try. It would be worth the $7 it costs in the old Nintendo bin sitting at the local game store. You will finally see how $7 can give you a game that has such awesome gameplay that I kicks the ass. Oh, let me get one more in there. Of most of the games out today that will run you about seven times as much. Take your chance. Play a bad game or play this old game that will make you feel like a kid again and show you how to have fun. Reviewers rating, five. Well, uh, Keeley here... Props for getting the um, enemy names right. And you know what? It's not a good review. It's really not. But I can agree with, you know what? I play Jaws and it just makes me think about playing Jaws when I was a kid. And, you know, being kind of terrified when you ran into something with your boat and being really terrified when it was Jaws. Because even though you could get out of the way, Jaws was friggin' hard to kill. We never beat this game when I was a kid. Ah, uh, man. We, I don't even remember us getting the submarine when I was a kid. We probably didn't know we could do that. Uh, Jaws is not the best game ever. I said it before, I'll say it again. Jaws is better than it gets credit for. What is the, what's, what's... Game facts on a whole. 249 votes gives it 2.49 out of 5. The 112th lowest rated NES action game. Length 2.9 hours. 
no, you you can beat this game in like twenty minutes. But I would give it a a three, three and a half maybe. If I'm being generous, uh, I yeah, I thought it was a fine game.
ready, ladies and gentlemen, for the news of the weird. I sure am. Our lead story this week, from October 22nd, as the news comes out every Sunday, just so you know. Bryant Johnson of Casper, Wyoming, was on a mission on October 2nd when police responded to a call about a man warning citizens of an alien invasion coming next year. KTWO Radio in Casper reported that Johnson told police he had traveled back in time from 2048, explaining that the aliens filled his body with alcohol and had him stand on a giant pad that transported him back to 2017, although he was supposed to arrive in 2018. He also asked to speak with the president of the town. Instead, Bryant was arrested for public intoxication. Happy end. Farm animals gone wild. The orn- owners, excuse me, the owners of a mischievous ass in Vogelsberg, Hesse, Germany, have been ordered to pay for damages after Vetus, the donkey, apparently mistook an orange McLaren Spider sports car for a carrot. When Marcus Zahn left his $411,000 car parked next to a paddock on September 16, 2016, he returned to find that Vitus had nibbled on its paint to the tune of almost $7,000 in damage. The donkey had insurance, but the insurance didn't want to pay, Zahn told the BBC. Vitus's rap sheet also includes biting a Mercedes. No report on the color of the Mercedes. Oops! In Romania, it takes more than foul weather or a damaged field to stop football. On September 24th, a match between Bistrita, Brosteni, and Vanaturul Dorna... Oh, boy. Kandren... Kandrenilor was abandoned just 58 minutes in after all the team's balls ended up in the nearby Bistrita River, according to the Hindustan Times. Bistrita was winning 2-0 when they ran out of balls. Fans suggested they might find the balls at the Baikaz Dam nearby. Creeps on Parade. Samantha the Intelligent Sex Doll suffered a number of indignities at the Ars Electronica Festival in Linz, Austria in early September. Sergei Santos of Barcelona, Spain, who developed Samantha, said men at the show acted, quote, like barbarians. Two fingers were broken. She was heavily soiled. Samantha, who talks, is also programmed to react when someone touches her. Santos told Metro News that Samantha would have to undergo repairs and cleaning, but she, quote, can endure a lot. She will pull through. Metro News also reports that women in Middlesbrough, Cleveland, England, had contacted police about a mysterious man handing out provocative notes in the streets. The note begins, quote, No offense intended. You are simply a female that caught my eye. I'm looking for a possible private arrangement, if you understand my meaning. The man has handed out several of the notes, one to a 14-year-old girl at Middlesbrough bus station. Her sister called the phone number at the bottom of the note and said the voice sounded foreign. She went on, quote, It made me feel a bit uncomfortable, and it set off my anxiety. I would imagine so. Do not eat! Doctors thought a 47-year-old postman in Preston, Lancashire, England, who complained of a persistent cough, might have cancer, as he was a long-term smoker whose x-ray showed a spot on his lung. But when they removed the mask, the BBC reported they found the, quote, long-lost Playmobil traffic cone. 
What? The patient had received as a gift on his seventh birthday. He told doctors he had regularly swallowed the small pieces as a child and believed that he had inhaled the tiny cone. Happy ending. After the toy was removed, the man's cough almost disappeared and his other symptoms improved. <clears throat> Ridiculous. Corporate shenanigans, folks. The Russian division of Burger King. That's right. The Russian division of Burger King has asked the country's federal anti-monopoly service to ban Stephen King's horror movie It from showing in Russian theaters because the clown character Pennywise looks too much like Ronald McDonald and therefore the movie is advertising for McDonald's. However, the Hollywood Reporter noted the movie opened in Russia on September 7th and had already grossed millions of dollars by late September. A spokeswoman for the FAS, confirming that the complaint had been received, said, We can't be concerned with the content of the film, but the agency would determine whether it contained advertising or product placement. <clears throat> Inexplicable, folks. If you're already shopping for your 2018 calendar, Metro News recommends you don't overlook the Carpenizer Carp Calendar, which features 12 beautiful carps with attractive women on high-quality paper. Oh, and the women are naked. Hendrik Polar, 28, the calendar's creator, was stuck with the idea when he was fishing with a friend, quote, and at the spot next to us were two hot girls fishing, he told Maxim, which described the models as having stiff, pained expressions. <clears throat> Our crime report for the week, Patrick Joseph Adams Jr., 36, of Great Falls, Montana, pulled the ultimate heist in July when he convinced two male friends and his girlfriend to help him, quote, move out of a house that wasn't his. One of the friends was suspicious when he saw a wall in the home dedicated to military service, but didn't remember that Adams had been in the service, the Great Falls Tribune reported. The friend left before the move was complete, but the rest of the group loaded about $40,000 worth of belongings into a U-Haul, requiring two trips. Later that evening, the true homeowner of the burglarized house called police and reported the theft, and through U-Haul records, police were able to track Adams down. He was charged on September 28th with burglary and criminal mischief. Our next story of bureaucracy in action, Juana Escudero, 53, of Alcala de Guardiana, Spain, has been dead since May 13th, 2010. Except she's still very much alive. Fox News reports that a Malaga, Spain woman died on that date who shared Escudero's full name and birth date. As a result, Escudero was pronounced dead by the government, which has given her headaches ever since. For instance, she can't renew her driver's license or go to the doctor. Finally, in April 2016, she tracked down the actual dead woman in Malaga, and in September of this year, she petitioned the courts to open the grave to prove that she is not the dead woman. She even offered to do a day DNA test. Excuse me. On the government's computers, I am dead, Escudero said. But for the banks, I am alive and kicking. Some questionable judgment this week. Minnesota State Police nabbed a motorcycle rider on August 31st who was weaving in and out of traffic on Interstate 394 and performing stunts, all while wearing a panda suit, complete with an oversized animal head. The rider told police that the panda suit was meant to help his motorcycle videos go viral, but police responded with a citation for reckless driving, and they confiscated the panda head. A panda head will not protect you in a crash like a DOT-approved helmet would, police advised on their Facebook page. If it's a DOT-approved panda head, though... There you go. 
and ironies, folks. Samantha Faye Toop. Toopy? T-O-O-P-E? Toopy? Sure. 20, and Kelsey Lane Marie Mast, 23, inmates of the Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, Institution for Women, must have been pumped up about their successful escape from prison on October 2nd, so they headed to a downtown escape room. A problem-solving and strategy game room where players are given limited time to find their way out. SideQuest's Adventures owner, that's a great name, SideQuest's Adventures, uh, owner Rebecca Leah, Leah, sure, told CBC News that the women arrived at the business on October 3rd and inquired about the game. As Leah explained how it worked, five uninformed police officers arrived and handcuffed the cons. It says uninformed. <clears throat> I'll bet they mean uniformed. That says uninformed. Five We'll say uniformed. Police officers arrived and handcuffed the cons, both of whom Edmonton police described as violent offenders with weapon offenses. We get lots of interesting visitors, Leah said, but this is definitely top of the list. I'm gonna send them a I'm gonna send them a message when I'm done recording. By the way, I think this is wrong.
Well, there's the show, folks. Thanks for listening. I do appreciate it. Be sure to stick around for uh, Roll Film as well this week if you haven't already listened. And, uh, yeah, you can get all the old episodes of the show uh, at lowbiasgaming.net. You can find the show also on YouTube. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, you can get us on Instagram now. Did I mention that? iTunes, TuneIn, and all of that. And, uh, yeah. Y'all have a good one. See you next week. Now what you do is you got some shy white rock bands with try white wristbands and sight of Mormons and fright of Christians. The drool in the corner and they mouths is glistening. You can't hear shit but the whistling above all the people. Uh, an undead beetle, a hair transplant and a junkie. What? Come friendly bums and rain on keen and anyone that's ever been like featured in the anime and that includes me. See the world bank dog do shit for free. So read that job tree, they see thee and thee all they and they own thee. So they got all your water, mate. Yeah, they decide your daughter's fate. You can't turn piss into wine. You can't rub pennies in the wound and expect it to be fine. There are no diamonds in the mines. Cause we teethed a lot. So I'm on top of the pot singing. Thanks for all the eggs. And the bums and the nuns and the guns and the bombs on the trains. Thanks for all the eggs. And the floods and the bloods and the drugs and the banning all the rights. Thanks for all the eggs. And the Asian flu. And for you. And for making us slaves. Thanks for all the eggs. Pray for me, Methodist, cause I fear the rapture Coming at ya, like Cleopatra Oh, you can never catch her, the dawn of stature I'm evil on the mic like Margaret Thatcher Hook, made you look Bombs like a nuke, I'm truer than the gospel According to my mate Luke It's Isaiah That this guy God wants to kill you if you're queer Or if you're a Jew or you're an Arab A minor in a hole Or if you are a dog because you haven't got a soul Or if you are a dead baby you should count your stones and see how lucky you are So if your kids are unwetter than you are Twelve times worse than the worst crack hurt I can say this cause I'm sure You ain't shit, we've been advised to quit But we ain't taking the piss when we say Thanks for all the AIDS And the bombs and the guns and the nuns and the bombs on the trains Thanks for all the AIDS And the lies and the wives of the guys who be dying in spades Thanks for all the AIDS And the crap TV and for me and for bringing on the plague Thanks for all the AIDS Thanks for all the AIDS And the Asian flu And for you and for making us